seventh episode of the third season of your mom's podcast the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls I'm Avis I'm Caroline and today we're joined by mother of the pad Bianca Melrose to discuss Degrassi season three episode nine against all odds hi Bianca hello ladies thank you for having me again thank you for joining us again yes thank you for returning um, and for doing so so, so quickly, because right? I like, was not paying attention to the schedule so at all. Nor was <laughs> I. Scheduling is just not my not my thing. Um, it's not uh, mine either. I'm trying. Want, you're you're doing great. <laughs> Do we want Bianca to read the uh, the poem, poem and or... the summary if she's down? <laughs> Roses are red, Marco likes dudes, Manny and Emma are done, cause Emma's a prude. With Ashley out of town for the weekend, Manny is determined to do whatever it takes to get Craig into her arms, and encourages Emma to do the same with Chris. But when Emma realizes Manny is a boyfriend stealer, their friendship takes a massive hit. Over at Jimmy's condo, Spinner is bugging at the idea that Marco might be into him, yet somehow offended when he finds out he's not. (laughs) Can I just say, first and foremost, I counted it. They say whatever it takes three times in this episode, and I love it. (laughs) Manny says it one time. No, no, Emma says it, right? Whatever it takes, right? Yeah. Yeah, well... Going to... Manny says whatever yeah. it takes and then Emma's like whatever it takes question mark and then whatever it takes right <laughs> love <Lucky. sighs> gosh they're funny This they never like I feel like they try to spare us with things like that like like saying the tagline of the show they, they tend to not do shit like that um <laughs> So, it definitely is a little bit like, huh. It's hilarious. You guys just decided to drop it three times in one episode? That's interesting. That's interesting. Sometimes you gotta. Um, but this was a good one. I really, for um. so I think, oh, we did have you on for one of our season wrap-ups. But mm-hmm. in our main feed shows, we've been discussing the... um the B plot first and then getting into the heavier A plot. Uh, Okay. But you know, if we want to jump into the A plot first, whichever we're feeling, because we started talking about the, whatever it takes, I think that's uh, said entirely within the A plot. So how are we feeling today? Ladies? I can do it. Like how you guys do B plot first. Okay, cool. The B plot Um, in this episode was crazy. I just find it hilarious that Spinner just kind of can't make up his mind regarding Marco 
and um how marco has to like not once but twice clap back and tell him you're not you're not cute dude like you don't (laughs) groom yourself you don't dress well like you're really not that attractive (laughs) but um i actually saw a meme pointed out in the degrassi group like putting a picture of when spin has that curly hair that longer curly hair that reaches to like his like the middle of his neck uh Mm -hmm. like dylan um, and side by side with a similar haircut that Dylan has. And it's like, Paige, Michael, Chuck, explain yourself. You're dating a guy that looks just like your brother. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, but when you put them side by side like that, they do kind of look pretty similar. So I think the implication is maybe if he dressed better, if he washed his ass. Damn. And, um, <laughs> and like, like, perhaps Marco would be into him because he doesn't look that different from Dylan. He's not that much shorter. Yeah, it's not an unreasonable conclusion to come to knowing who Marco has a crush on. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not like he's like brown haired and like six foot six or anything. Like he's not that much. Like he's maybe three inches taller than Spinner. They have the same hair color, same general look. You know, they're both jocks. It's, It's definitely not outside the realm of possibility for for um spinner to be like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) i might be your type (laughs) that's an interesting point i think um another interesting thing is how comfortable jimmy is with the idea straight off the bat again we're talking about early 2000s he handles Mm -hmm. marco being gay very mature very mature Mm -hmm. to the point where where they're watching the pornography, he's comfortable uh, discussing the men with Marco. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am most likely, most often, a Jimmy Brooks hater, but the yeah, way that he is <laughs> with Marco, I gotta give it to him. I gotta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a great job with like being even sensitive because like. I don't know, like, honestly, I think I I know I brought it up on the show before because it just, it gets increasingly more relevant of this meme. I need to find it and try to maybe put it on the socials or something, but, um, or, or actually ask my friend who knows the meme. Um, it, it was just like saying like you watch porn with your friends and it's like the amount of time show, uh, characters on the show have watched porn with their friends is like kind of high for a kid's show. Um, Mm -hmm. or like you know a teen show it's kind of high like kind of concerned but the fact that like Jimmy turns on porn and they're all you know I know he's got the premium channels and (laughs) um, (laughs) it's just a little bit like I really don't remember watching porn with my friends like I don't I I, that wasn't really a thing and like I know I'm not a I know I'm not a guy but I also did hang around with guys in high school it's not like I didn't and I mean, it could be argued that they just didn't want to watch porn with me, but I I don't, (laughs) I think that there were many instances where we could have watched porn and we didn't because we just didn't watch porn with our friends, but Mm -hmm. okay, they're watching porn together. And then he becomes sensitive to the fact that his friend might not be into watching a bunch of naked women. And I, I think it's funny that Marco says, yeah, I wasn't looking at them, um, (laughs) because like that's that's me sometimes when i'm watching like heterosexual porn i'm not always watching 
the guy, you know, like I'm watching the girl. <laughs> and I mean, I know that's what like maybe men are watching, but I think the implication that when women watch porn, they're looking at the they're looking at the guy, and like the guy is like the most boring part. In, right. in heterosexual porn they don't even focus on him that well like he's blurry and shit <laughs> like compared <laughs> to the girl <laughs> can i um, but yeah porn with your friends fun <laughs> porn with your friends i my friends and i like my first apartment we had this porn that we would watch sometimes because it was hilarious called janine loves jenna and the premise is Jenna Jameson kills herself. Oh my god. And Janine, whoever, who is a slightly older other porn star, finds her like slit wrists in the bathtub or whatever and proceeds to kill herself so that she can go to hell and bring Jenna back. And this is a porn? This is a porn. Yeah. So Jenna Jameson kills herself. Janine kills herself and has to like fuck her way through like several rings of demons before she, she might find Jenna at the beginning, but they basically fuck their way all the way to Satan and then they fuck Satan and then they get to be alive again. I don't know. I don't know. But we didn't really watch it for the sex. We watched it for the plot. The horrible, horrible plot. That's, that's what I'm saying. So here's the thing. My my whole thought process, you know, it was very short because it was not a long explanation. You tied that up neatly. But um, is if I'm poised to like pleasure myself and literally um, it all depends on the plot developing and getting to the because like I like a little plot and porn. I'm not just, you know, don't just throw me in the, the deep water you know, set me up a little bit, take me on a nice scenic boat ride until the, you know, but like, do not take me on like a whole White Rapids adventure when I came here for some porn at the end (laughs) of the day. I came here for some porn. And if you're taking such a long time to develop this shit and give it layers of fucking and steaks and shit that are beyond this dude has to deliver a package and there's a lonely housewife who won't let him leave (laughs) very lonely (laughs) very lonely (laughs) then i just don't know what we're doing here that is the kind of cinematic porn that i'm gonna watch with a friend because we need to unpack this right but if i'm alone and trying to like do the deed then i'm really just disappointed at how much you guys overthought this get a fucking like loan and make a hollywood film because you've got ideas (laughs) right i don't (laughs) need to be put thought process for this movie is mind-boggling that sounds like like, a good original idea i mean kind of a ripoff of dante's inferno but like going on and it's like not a kink shame but who's jerking off to this that's so funny. Like who uh, so owns wasn't this and watches this at the end of it? Can I play an audio for you guys of what Marco's takedown of um, Jimmy makes me think of? Hair whack, his hair whack, his jewelry whack, his foot stance whack, the way that he talks whack, the way that he doesn't even like to smile whack. Me, I'm tight as fuck. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
Because he does. He's like, your hair, whack. Your shoe game, whack. (laughs) Spinner needed to be humbled because he was very right. I don't know how Spinner got to date all the hottest girls in school. I will never understand. Actually, though, like we, I mean, I think that we talked about it with Shane very briefly because it's just like, dude, the fucking glow up was real. Um, but like, I think it's consistent with Mar- like Marco's character has been throwing shit. Like he has been throwing shade that Spinner is broke. He is all he's not trying to give Spinner any sort of like oh, I like you or anything. Like, the guys that Marco likes, he is going to let you know. Uh, he's a flirt. He's going to be turned into that sweet Marco. But no, like, he's got nothing but, like, comebacks. And no, I'm going to keep you on your toes and shit for Spinner because I don't like you, buddy. You're not like, you're not like, right, so for I'm Spinner to think, like, like Mark, for, right, for him to think, like, no, like, I actually, you're actually not hot shit. Like you've been wearing the same hoodie since seventh grade. Like he could have came in, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, it's funny, and Jimmy is really like. I will say that I I love that they're back together together, I, and I say Jimmy and Spinner together because like that's they're like the strongest relationship in the show at some points. Um, I mean, you know, not for too much longer, but. I I really think that their friendship always gave me like a warm but warm and fuzzies. Um so I'm happy that they're back like ex- like hanging out with each other openly and everything and but right, but Jimmy was like we both did bad at math. Do you want to come do math together? Have a sleepover, buddy, cuz I'm lonely because mm-hmm. my parents are never home. Yeah, it's just me and the medium pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share it with you. Yeah, um, it's sweet. It's like he's <laughs> now I'm we get to actually them, like, hang out in Jimmy's loft. A slice of pepperoni. Oh my gosh! If we if like, uh, are we able to like do that in Canva? Are we able to do that? Like, get Lady and the I... Tramp and stick their heads on it. Is that too much? I mean, I can try it because I would love that. It it won't look good. Our brand is like bad Photoshop. It doesn't have, right. Like it just has to be on brand care. You know, I'm not asking for you to move Canva mountains here. <laughs> Good. Cause I can't. I, I won't. <laughs> you can't um, make me. No, <laughs> no, this, uh, I actually like this B plot. I feel like it's one of the more enjoyable B plots that we've had this season. Mm-hmm. It's light. Um, even though the the homophobia is kind of running amok, amok, mm. but amok, I think amok, it amok. also like we it's, get it's just a lot more zingers and Marco coming back for him and stuff and yeah, because his shoe game is whack. Jimmy and his defending hair him. Whack. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think too that like we reach a turning point with Marco and Spinner. Like I feel like Spinner's not really shitty to marco from here on out mm-hmm. yeah and like <sighs> yeah because he gets his ass handed to him in a paper bag well he okay i think you know <laughs> spinner does genuinely think that marco's into him for whatever reason mm-hmm. and like <laughs> i would say 
regardless of gender, if I was hanging out with a friend who I thought was into me, mm-hmm. I would be picking up on things that weren't there. I'd be like, why are you sitting so close to me? Why did you just like pat my leg? Yeah, you know? he's totally paranoid. Yeah. And like, and these it's things not are like Marco's not thinking entirely. about this shit. You know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to sleep in the same room as a friend who was attracted to me that I wasn't attracted to. Mm. But Spinner could have left the sleepover. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's all for the sleepover. He just wants to cuddle up with Jimmy. He's just like, Jimmy, I need to sleep with you. He did say that. Like, problem solved. So there's no gay. No <laughs> gay in this condo. None. The only gay is out here in the in the living in, in back in Jimmy's bedroom. There's no gay back there. So because we're both not gay, we can sleep in the bed together, which is infinitely more homoerotic than sleeping <laughs> on, like above someone on the couch and they're sleeping on the floor. But go off, you know. You know he was comfortable um, with <laughs> You know that meme where it's like somebody in like facebook messenger being like it's pride month and they're turning all the gay hashtags rainbow and they text them mm-hmm. some like pride hashtags and then they're like hashtag kissing the homies good night see it's not gay <laughs> oh my gosh i mean actually as we mm-hmm. did talk we when we had chris on the show um yesterday he was talking about how there's a lot of gay things that happen in in locker rooms more than we'd think and yeah. that they call it uh dudes call it dude you know broing around there's yes. that sort of culture and it's like it's not gay we're just bros calm down but also like i don't know i <sighs> i mean i guess like, i was I always gayer I than i justify- thought Okay, but, but being like, a girl is also a little different. Well, I think right, it's but just that's... a little bit gay being a girl anyway. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying I don't know. I think that I think that like the bros should be able to bro around. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's I don't know. I remember You're of the opinion we should be kinky with our friends. Or... It's not even about kinky. It is about platonic. I say kinky physical mean, affection. Yeah. Affection. Yeah. I don't know what they mean by growing around. I mean, like, I think about how many, fr- but he, as a young budding lesbian, it was always very odd to know that these lines could be crossed, but like, no, we can't necessarily kiss out of context. If we're practicing kissing, yeah, we can kiss, but like, we can't just kiss to kiss. And I'm like, I'm so confused. <laughs> So we can kiss, we can kiss in your room when we're practicing kissing, but we can't no other con no other like we can't kiss any other time. We can dance with each other to a specific. It's like who makes these rules? And then like I would I never got anybody being like no we can't do it now it's gay. But I would just get those looks like we only do this in the certain you know we're not gonna just be humping on each other. Like there are guys here now we can kiss them and dance with them. And I'm like. Okay, but I was fine doing it with you. <laughs> like I didn't need the addition of a but male they presence. Weren't. Um, but they, yeah, yeah. It's I think it's funny when that's like a th- because it's like those practices are accepted as being heterosexual, but mm-hmm. like 
the I don't know where the gay line but happens you, because you can't kiss the homies goodnight if you're a boy. It's just immediately gay. No, oh, there is like the 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 homo line is so like you guys have such a strict like homo line where it's like girls, it's like kind of a homo noodle, like so <laughs> it's a lot more repressed. Like platonic cuddling is awesome, um, especially because girls are always cold. We always lay down cuddle mm-hmm. with your friends it's great um cuddling with your as two dudes i don't i, I wouldn't you know I, I encourage it it's fun it's nice mm-hmm. i don't know that it happens in a platonic setting like that because guys are just not allowed to not in america anyway express that mm-hmm. bodily affection yeah even like i i get heart when i see my guy friends like i have a bunch of couple friends because i'm getting older now so a good portion of my friends are now all coupled up and we just have gatherings where we throw the kids in one room and then we do parental game night things and stuff and I'm not a parent yet so it makes me feel old um (laughs) but even when like the guys like have a couple beers and start hugging each other like I love you man like I love you too man like bro like I really like bro like you know I love you like stuff When that part of the night happens, I love it so much because I'm like, oh, the men's are showing affection again. Yeah. <laughs> the it's time funny. has come. It's, it's always a cute moment. My friend Eli was gay and he lived with us for like a year and a half. And he and Phil were like best friends. And there would be times because they worked in restaurants and I worked at the bank. So I was at work all day and they would go to work at night. So I'd come mm-hmm. home sometimes and they were like napping. And, like, it was not Mm -hmm. at all uncommon for me to come home and find the two of them, like, snuggled up in my bed. And it was the cutest, sweetest thing. (laughs) And it was, and it was, it was platonic affection. I think platonic affection between males is important. And I think we all suffer for the fact that it's not normalized. Because I think men then struggle to remove physical affection from sex yeah right and like and then they lean entirely on their sexual partners i.e women to mm -hmm. be the bearer of their emotional um right that all of their emotions but not and then help regulate but then but it's also that friendships are so deep in a way that guys can't really they don't really get there but we're also can but i would say usually don't usually yeah. don't. I think that if you are um a because I know a, a fair bit of guys that have very deep relationships with other guys, and I think it's just a matter of being raised or or getting to the point as an adult man where you are tapped into your emotions and you have mm-hmm. emotional maturity. Because, like, I think it's the sweetest thing to have a guy like super in touch with that side of him and and saying things are beautiful and really being grateful and appreciative of like the life he has and things. I think that those are the things that tend to make men emotional when mm. they're like really grateful for the people they surrounded themselves with and stuff. That's always when they start crying. Mm. But like, I don't I don't know that it's something that's like girls just tend to do it more naturally because that is a blanket how we are like we're allowed to we're expected to and naturalized right it's like it's encouraged for girls to have like close like girls sleepovers and stuff like boys are not encouraged to have sleepovers as much as girls Mm -hmm. and to have as many parties where it's like you know you're 
like a part of the slumber party is like telling secrets and like staying up all night talking and stuff like how much is it like the dude culture to talk as much as we talk Mm, (laughs) like guys like to talk but it's just not as much in their culture they talk there it's more their culture to talk about things versus just talking about life and various you know feelings and shit like we are more culturally conditioned to do and i hate that for them i fucking hate it for them Mm -hmm. it's it it must be is i mean it's just very different to kind of to not have that expectation Mm. and to like i mean to be like marco where you do have a whole interior life that is maybe not fitting into talking about sports or talking about girls, you know, like he, he can't have the same conversations or at least not, he, he hasn't been able to, I think he'll be able to going forward Mm -hmm. um, with Jimmy and Spinner about how he's going through it and feeling like he's alone because he can't talk to his friends in the same way that his friends can talk to each other. Um, it's just a lot of emotions that I think kind of bottle up because there's nowhere for them to go. Um, Mm -hmm. and even the girls in his life, like I want Marco to, he gets, he gets closer to like, I mean, he's close to Ellie right now, but I know he gets closer Mm -hmm. to Paige. Um, and I appreciate when that happens. Say again. Ellie, I, I think Ellie was a toxic friend for him. Oh yeah, their codependency, and I know we we're gonna. It's funny we got sprinklings of Marco in the last episode, and he's macking on Dylan from across the calf, and like now we're we're seeing what's really going on with him, and that he is just. I I don't I I it's he's a uh, little baby gay, mostly alone in the world, with what Ellie right. to guide him, to hold his hand through it all. <laughs> Fuck that. And uh, yeah, Ellie's just not the best guide because she's just finally realized, yeah, we're not going to be together. And she's not paying as much attention to him and he's not paying as much attention to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is for the best right now. For both but it's of like them. They're, they're, them. they're more like acquaintances right now and just hanging yeah. out because they they need to, you know, like eating lunch with each other, maybe doing homework, but they're not in each other's business like they were um right so he, you know, they're kind funny. of on their own i see a note here that says marco when he drops his arm on spinner when he was sleeping and spinner wakes up and he like gets mad about it like upset about it i mm-hmm. saw like a quote somewhere that says like straight men are like afraid of uh gay men because they fear that they're going to be treated how straight men treat women and I think oh, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. Which is hilarious because like that would just be a treatment that Spinner would like low-key deserve. So I don't think <laughs> Nobody like, deserves be to be treated foot. the way that straight men w- treat women. <sighs> Even just the very low surface level shit, like Sully level objectification, mm. you know, Spinner's never experienced objectification in his life, and and Manny hasn't even been able to make it out of fucking like 
high school without Grade being objectified. <laughs> like, mm. right. She's not even clear in midterms. And she's to already be fair, being Manny very much decided that what she wanted was to be objectified. And she, I don't fair, think she that fully was went in, decision. like, she's not old enough to no. make that decision. She's not, like, smart enough to make that decision. Not because Manny's dumb, but because no. Manny's 14. Like, she, she does not understand the implications of what she's enough choosing. Of to, right. But, like, but Manny woke up one day and said, I want all the boys to look at me. Here's a bedazzled yeah. bong. And that... Are we switching to the? To the we can, I think I think we're about there. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca, you good to switch to the A um, plot? Yeah. Like I'm fine with that. I just more think that Manny, like, kind of. It's it's more of it's like a simulation. It's like a costume she's trying on because she's not. Like, she doesn't, not only does she not understand the weight, but she's also not, like, able to wrap her head fully around what she's even doing. Mm -hmm. You can tell that, like, there's a moment where she puts these clothes on and she's like, am I really going to go and do this? Am Mm -hmm. I going to go out and dress like this again? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we get that moment and you got the look where she's like, am I really going to go out there and look Mm -hmm. like this? Right, and she I know that she has that every time. I'm she realizing on this watch everywhere. through. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing on this watch through, like how Manny makes me really sad so far. Mm. Yes, mm. me too. You know, like not even a bummer. She respects sad. herself like, enough to know that she deserves better than Sully, but like. Craig is still However, so indifferent to her. <laughs> and it's super I miss you, Craig. There's nothing to so... miss, Manny. We hooked up one time. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking not dick interested. He he's so not nice. He's not even nice to her. Right. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that like I've heard that in oh, uh in Dance Academy. I'm like where have I heard that before? Like the emphasis on that, um, a girl says not super, not even her. The guy wasn't even mean to her. Like Craig is mean to Manny, but like the, mm-hmm. that emphasis on, he's not even nice to you. Yeah. Like, why do you like him? Yeah. Why do you continue to like throw yourself at his feet only for him to step over you? Like you're a fucking rug. Mm. Like it really sucks for Manny and it sucks. It's such a juxtaposition to how, like, and I mean, the way she dresses is primarily, and like, what makes me sad about her, because mm-hmm. I just don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just like her clear, the way that she's so vulnerable, like the mm-hmm. vulnerability. And I think before it was like, it, like, she was just very innocent and out of touch. And now I think it's like, she's wearing her vulnerability on her, on her sleeve. And yeah. you can tell that she is so, like, open. And it, it's really sad to see her be so open to people like Craig who just fucking stomp on her and don't care about the fact that she's has no pride when it comes to him. She can't have any pride when it comes to him because he right. squashes it every time. 
It's interesting well, because as we so go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say it's interesting because I, I know we discussed the character of Manny Santos before in my round table and we acknowledge the fact that a lot of people were jealous of Manny, but it's interesting mm-hmm. because the character Manny herself has such low self-esteem. She, I mean, she has low self-esteem. She even compares mm-hmm. herself to Emma. If I was more like you, if I looked more like you and she doesn't even right. appreciate who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lot of why it's so easy for, for guys to kind of jerk her around is because, and I mean, it's so relatable. I'm, I'm almost 30 and I'm still trying to figure out who exactly I am and what things I like versus what things. And I think it'll just be a lifelong thing because you're around so many people. Um, especially as someone who's neurodivergent, like I, have times where I was masking and I didn't know, is this my personality or is this a personality I'm taking on of someone else's? So it's like mm-hmm. sorting through all that, picking up on people's mannerisms and stuff like le- unlearning what is someone else versus what is you is, a, I think it's a lifelong journey, but at the time really not knowing like even one thing you stand for to be like, no, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, like Caroline said, like she's now realizing like, I don't fucking deserve someone like Sully, but she's unable to discern that someone like Craig, who is not going to out like, who isn't much better. He's just different. He just treats her slightly differently, but it's, you know, at least Sully was upfront about it. I'm sorry. (laughs) At least Sully was upfront. Like I like you for your exotic booty. Like, that's what he likes. He likes to smack that ass, but he's not the guy that he's going to be in, like, a, like a, an actual relationship with you. Mm, right. Like, the kind that you want. And neither is Craig. He's not emotionally available to you for whatever reason. Right. Craig is, um, not, like, he's not. And it's is super in- sad for her. <laughs> and this is why, like, I know it is a controversial couple, but... I am team Manny and Jay. I think... Mm. You know, yeah, definitely. Like, yes, they have their toxicity. Yes, they have their problems. They're both fucked up, broken people. And they're just really starting to figure things out. But they they bring out the best in each other. And I, he is the only man we see her with, or the only boy we see her with, who sees her as more than like just a pretty plaything, and like you know do they end up together forever i don't know and i'm okay with that not being it but i think Mm -hmm. that at the very least that's manny's first healthy relationship and it's still unhealthy because everything is gonna be unhealthy sometimes you can yeah. do the work consistently and you're still going to backslide because life is long and it's full of trauma and shit we don't understand and don't remember. And sometimes enough variables are going to come together that like you react badly to whatever thing. But like by and large, I think that ends up being a, a healthy relationship. And I love that for Manny. Yeah. 
I agree. And she, I think that we're just so far from that that it's it makes me sad. But like, I a hundred percent agree with you that like we know the road that she has to go down to be able to get to someone who treats her halfway decently with regard and with respect because like mm-hmm. i just think that the things that are uh said straight to her face are some of the worst things that i've heard not only in a teen show but in any show having a romantic plot between two characters it's super disrespectful the way that she is spoken to by just one person but then it's like no wait there's more there's multiple guys that talk to her like she is not gorgeous and smart and and loving and you know really trying to make most situations she's in work Um, yeah and obviously there's somewhat of a pattern like she chooses guys that are very similar but craig is just the first line of in a long line of fucking negligent douchebags but like it's really hard to see this because she's still so young looking like it's kind of like I think we were saying like uh, you got the look is kind of um, in a whole different like viewpoint now because she's so she still looks so much like a, a baby and yeah. to see her in all those outfits like oh she slayed and everything that's like I don't know like it's looking back on it from this point it, it's really hard to say those things because she's such so obviously a child. And it just looks like she's playing dress up, kind of, which is how she looks in this episode, too. She looks like she's playing dress up and she's just trying like this is her armor. This is what she's chosen. But she's not happy and she's not confident um, and she's still not getting chosen Mm -hmm. in the way that she wants to be chosen. Yep. Right. (sighs) She deserves better. Justice she deserves so much better. Um, Instead, she gets fucking Craig and making out with Craig on Emma's bed. Okay, can we talk about how disrespectful it is to be making out on your best friend's bed, regardless of when you thought that she was coming home? So she kept making it fuck like that on her bed. <laughs> Thank Not even God the sheets. They were. Thank God they weren't in the middle of that. I kept thinking. Yes. Because knowing her, she actually, they move fast. They don't even wait to take off, like, trowel. Like, he's just pull, he's just going. Like, so the right? fact that, like, you were just going to fuck on your best friend's bed, that say nothing, and let her was... sleep in it. Not okay. Emma had Not the right okay. to be mad about that shit. Knocked her the fuck out. If I've ever <laughs> Why didn't he bring Manny back to his place? His little humble garage. That, I doubt, I think that would have been a better idea. It would have been a way better idea, but he didn't think of that. And she's like, hey, come on, we can be a little bit warmer in an actual, like, basement of, <laughs> instead of yeah. a fucking garage. This is a the fact that up. he went I think to it's a step house. across. <laughs> the fact that they went to Emma's parents' house to do something like that neither of them have home training yeah no it's i was not doing that kind of shit like i can count on like i i've maybe like fucked in someone's parents house twice if that and i was like i mean in this economy obviously things are different but like as a high schooler one time oh my that's wild 
And it wasn't even like fucking because I didn't actually fuck. So like hooking up. Oh my god. Under the bra I mean, stuff. <laughs> I can't like. I feel like yeah, if I was fucking around with somebody, it was definitely a like. It was my parents' house or his parents' house if it was anybody's parents' house. You know what I mean? I wasn't like fucking around with my best, best friend's, friend's parents' house. house. That's to the cha- the chain of command of custody is just a little wo- willy wonky on that it's one. It's weird, and like the audacity of these kids. It's this wild. is not like this is not the fucking like I always found it really awkward that those kids and um I'm a big um horror movie enthusiast, so I always think it was awkward that the kids in Halloween in the original seventies Halloween were fucking in the house of their the kids uh that they were babysitting. Ooh, yeah. No, no. I was just like I was always confused by that. I'm always like are you not concerned that they're going to discover that you're fucking in their house? I do want to say I don't know fucking the way that Emma was towering over everybody at that rave. As she's walking <laughs> towards the stage towards Chris and like the crowd is kind of parting for her and it's because she's this like giant I have a theory that Emma is like I don't know a demon that terrorizes the town of Degrassi yeah. I don't know what a demon <laughs> like she Spike's the like only one, one of the tallest keep people. her in check <laughs> somehow oh and even gosh. spike's not that great Spike barely having... keeps i'm right but like do you spike remember barely. how the world fell apart when spike went out of town and fight for your right that's true spike's gone She's for a week that like... little woman's holding something together <laughs> yeah and everything fucking collapses <laughs> yeah no that's that's true i mean i give spike very little credit but I will say that she she That's helped. Because she holds you don't something see everything down. Something. she's doing behind the war- scenes, the nightly incantations closed and whatever doors. to keep Emma contained, so that she can't go oh terrorize. The nightly incantations, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just wanted to point out one thing about Chris. So my I, let me let me double check my notes because I. I wanted to make sure that I did not. I am now separating A plot and B plot in my notes. I feel all fancy. Um, Okay. My note says red flag, Emma, that Chris is essentially not taking the blame despite him being the one with another girl, not Melanda with another guy. Mm. Makes me wonder as an adult, how he is always in trouble. Because the way that he, the way that she says, do you want, he, Oh, she says, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. And he says, I'm always in trouble. Yep. And she's like, do you want to talk? And he looks at her and he like, she's like, yeah, really? Like nods at her. And I just, I don't, I don't like that. I, in the, when I used to watch, um, I used to watch it from the, like the vantage point of being like, okay, he really is like a sweet guy and you know, maybe he's fighting with his girlfriend and there's a lot going on, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But as an adult who's had multiple relationships since watching this Mm -hmm. for the first time, it's reading shady. Yes. 
um being always in trouble quote unquote like maybe she's being controlling maybe her girlfriend his girlfriend's being controlling or maybe he's always doing some shady shit right well and we only know what they show us and what they show us is that she's Mm -hmm. upset with him like and yeah it's not like she walked in on him making out with emma but you cannot tell me that there's not serious flirtation going on on his part he had his arm around her. He pulled yeah, her from the and drops stage. it as soon. Yeah, drops like, it right and and tries to play it off like the way. Okay, why did they name this child Melanda? Melanda. I know. Melanda. Melanda. What the that fuck is together. that? <laughs> Too many A's in this. No, they threw that shit together. They threw it together, and it's it's smacked together hodgepodge. It's an abysmal name. And please, <laughs> I just want to call her Melinda. I just want to call her Melinda and go about my fucking day. Not but um, this girl has a right to be irritated by the situation because it just seems like he was ignoring her and then acting like she didn't exist. And then once, right. like... If you want to break up with somebody, break up with somebody. But it's super shady to act like, oh, I'm always in trouble. She's always someone getting me in trouble. No, she's your girlfriend. And if you don't want to be with her anymore, all you have to do is, like, tell her that. Yep. Wait, why um, are y'all still together if you're so unhappy? I don't understand that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely giving Chris is, like, the fake nice guy. Yeah. Instead of, I really did think he was the nice guy watching this for the first time but it's like no he's just he's kind of like a little skeezy like he was ready to kiss her yep right he was he was gonna kiss her and it would have been him that was wrong not emma because emma's not in a relationship he is yep right and of course it's a little sleazy if she knows he's in a relationship and hasn't broken up with his girlfriend and kisses him but it's also ultimately not her responsibility to police his behavior but she, you know, she knows she's not doing that. Yeah. But it's on his part. He was fully ready knowing he had Melinda somewhere in the damn rave. Probably didn't even clear the building yet and shit. And he's making out with, he's going to make with full knowledge, making out with Emma. Like it just, it, it's greasy. It's greasy. I don't like it. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. This young man, he thought he was going to escape the the discourse of this episode scot free. But no, I'm coming for you, Chris. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's coming up, isn't it? It is. Oh, goody. Um, But yeah, no, Chris, I, I can't with you. And. You're it's like we're getting slightly better than the last boyfriend, but he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if he's better than Sean. Is he better than Sean? I don't know. No. No, Sean didn't cheat on her. Sean never cheated on Emma and he never, like, there was never any body before Emma that was shown that he was, like, treated badly. Sean had big feelings that he couldn't, he didn't know how to deal with, so he didn't handle them great. But he was also met with Emma, like, just not really being a supportive partner. And, like, yes, she had things going on. But, like, I don't know. There's always going to be things going on, Emma. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Not better than Sean Cameron. Um, Just beatboxes. So there's something for you. He's a beatboxer. 
And she's from Planet White Nerd. Oh, it sounds like an Avril Lavigne song. It does. It does. Oh my gosh. That's fucking hilarious. I can't. I can't. I can't with this whole with uh, I I can't with the fact that she says, the, "Do you want to explain the bootylicious makeover to yeah. my mom?" And like <laughs> Manny was just fully gonna walk out into Emma's house looking like a pink princess stripper. No, and, and damn well was... she could not do that at her own house. Her mother would like literally like try to tag her and drag her into her bedroom and like (laughs) you're not going anywhere like like jump on her ass like who do you think you are? Mandy was out of fucking pocket several times. She'd be going to a nunnery. Oh wait, before we before we break for the we didn't talk about the end or are we saving that for the end where she says she don't want to be friends with the school slut. We talk about the end. No, we've. We had talked about there's a bunch of shots fired in there. However, no, we talk, yeah, we no, talk about it in the narrative. Like, yeah. no. Um Oh, That's it's been true. a long time coming. I feel like Emma had that in her back fucking pocket. Emma was ready Hasn't for that she? shit. She was Hasn't ready for that she? shit. Emma's she, a she fucking hater. Yeah. Now was Manny wrong? Yeah, yeah she did some wrong yeah. shit. But yeah. she wasn't the only one wrong in this episode. So if she's the well, school slut, what is Craig? Right. right, you can't slut by yourself. Exactly. Well, I guess you can. well not in this context. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dead. no, and like, I don't know. I think it's interesting too because Emma didn't really have a like. Manny was the one to be like, I don't really want to be your friend anymore. Like Emma yeah. was perfectly yeah, content to hurt. keep being her friend and judging her, and then Emma's like, "Oh well, fine, slut anyway." <laughs> now that you're not my friend, yeah. I can say it out loud, <laughs> slut. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, no, that was her point of view. She was like, "What? You don't want to be my friend? I can't be by close by your side and judge the fuck out of everything you do anymore. You right. just don't want to be my friend. That's fine, fine. I'll fuck judge you, slut. From afar, slut." <laughs> <laughs> I don't never talk thought to about me, it slut. that way, but no, it's super. But it's literally super true how hurt this young lady is. This lady is hurt. She is like, what? So you don't want to be friends, right? So you don't want to let me hate on you from up close. So I'll hate on you from afar. Well, mm. and I think <laughs> I think so that certainly mad. there are people who will say things when they're hurt that they don't necessarily stand Mm -hmm. by, but they know will hurt the other person. But I don't think like, certainly Emma's goal was to hurt Manny, but I think Emma also feels that. And she's been feeling that since you got the look. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is not just, I know it's going to hurt my friend for me to call her a slut because people are starting to call her a slut. This was, Mm -hmm. I think you're a slut and now I can say it. Yeah, and I can just say it instead of like hiding it in like backhanded compliments or whatever. God, I hate Emma. Seriously, though, but like that's like the worst kind of like quote unquote friend is like someone who's literally just slanging bullshit at you and your mind and your business trying to figure life out. Yeah, they've got nothing but negativity and judgment. It's like, please, if you hate me so much, please just get like, please don't be my friend. But like, right. and I appreciate Manny for that because like, you can take your hateration that you're sipping, yep. and you can go sip it on the bench, bitch. Like, you don't need to be sipping it at my side because I don't need people like that next to me who yep. are literally just judging me and shitting all over me. 
Like, I'm yep. going to do what I'm doing. You're not going to be next to me shitting on me for it. Period. Right. Yeah. Which, more power fucking to you. Because adolescence is hard enough. You don't need a little bitch on your... Like, <laughs> literally pretending to be your friend. Hating on you. The nope, fucking period. queen of planet white nerd. <laughs> right. Judging you from her throne. Yeah, no, it it's I I live for this ending moment because you really can tell that she's been sitting on try, like saying that she's the school slut. It just slid and, out of and like well, and <sighs> making that break is the most self respect mm-hmm. we've we're gonna see from Manny for our, a long while. Yep. Yes, and she's always like she said it before. Like I'm I'm always there for you for your environmental club for your shit with Sean, for stuff with your parents, like, and you don't want to be there for me. You're not there for me in the same way. She's, like, been airing her grievances for episodes and episodes now, for seasons now. Right. Like, it's just been, like, her being, like, you are not fulfilling the same things that I am, like, giving me the same things that I'm giving you. You are just throwing me back judgment and negativity, and I'm literally your rock. I'm your support system. I'm there when you need me. I am a shoulder to cry on, and I don't judge you. And all you do is judge me, and you're none of that. You suck. <laughs> like right? you don't you do. Want to talk like what do you do for me? Ocean. At least I'm not running off to hotels to meet boys from the internet. <laughs> you dumb slut. <laughs> Who's the slut, Emma? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna throw last year. No, sucking dick in the ravine either. Ooh, it's and I'm they, like the the self respect that Manny shows herself here. We're just like you are standing up to the wrong people, even though this is the right person to stand up to. It's also like stand up to fucking Craig Manning and show right. him your anal hole and tell him that he needs to stop talking to you like that and put some respect on your name because he. Would not be getting no punana around here if it wasn't for you. Okay? Right. Like, he's treating her like you're a kid. It doesn't matter that we had sex. Essentially, like, I've got a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I'm literally, I, I, like, you could have been anybody. You could have been the pillow when I go home frustrated from Ashley's house. Like, (sighs) justice for Manny justice for manny <laughs> and like self-respect for manny also self-esteem mm-hmm. not even self-respect self-esteem self-esteem yeah um, oh, i just manny. if she had a little bit just a little bit but yeah mm-hmm. i don't know this is just another puzzle piece in the in what we know happens um <laughs> she's gonna get there it's just gonna take her a long time Oh no! I mean, what's really co- coming time. up very soon? What's yeah, coming up yeah. Very soon. Well, that too. Um, it's just uh fun. Do we have anything else to discuss in the A plot, guys? I got mm-hmm. nothing. Okie dokie. Starting our our segments, we need to do the hustle on over to our music corner and talk about our lovely song for the day. Uh. It's called Against All Odds by the lovely Phil Collins, although Caroline is not of the same opinion. I personally love Phil Collins. Um, I love Phil Collins for the Tarzan soundtrack. Okay, well then you are forgiven because that is 
that man is a national treasure for that soundtrack. But I mean, there's he's got some other hits. Um, this is not like one of my favorites, but it wasn't. Uh, I was not super surprised once I was like, oh, this is a Phil Collins song. It's got to, you know, I'm sure I have it. But um, I didn't mind this song. I thought this was a good song. I thought that the lyrics actually really fit the um, premise, it, mainly the A plot, obviously, yeah. of just. Um, Manny's plight of how can I, you know, how can I just let you walk away? Uh, even though I, it does get a little deep, obviously, because Manny and Craig don't know each other. Uh, at all. He doesn't at all. This man does not give a fuck about this young lady, but. Um, but she can do whatever it takes. Yep. Yeah. It's like. Oh, and that and you coming back to me is against the odds. I think that that's the biggest, um, yeah, takeaway from this episode. You coming back to me is against the odds, and I think that fits really well for where they're at right now. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of sick burns, and they're all on Craig's part. <laughs> but no, I liked it. I liked it. I like this song. I'm gonna be building. Because we did it, I believe we did it for season one. Two. No, because season one, most of them aren't season episode two. titles. Or aren't song titles. Oh, okay. Okay. So season three, I will make it, I, I think it was a Spotify playlist. I primarily use Apple Music. Mm. So I will make it an Apple Music playlist. And I will also try to get a Spotify playlist out there as well. Um, of all of the episode titles of this season that are songs. They're that we've discussed in every music it's corner. It's gonna be such a um, weird playlist. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird vibe. But you know, just throw it on when you want a little bit of maybe some things you didn't ask for. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, it'll be the Degrassi title card playlist. But um, yeah. I mean, anybody else got anything to say about uh, Against All Odds? Not the no, song. It was a song. <laughs> Bianca's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the song. So then, um, are we going on over to your favorite corner? Le Fashion Corner. Um, yeah. So I actually, uh, I really liked um, Ashley's outfit, the brief outfit we see her in in the front steps um i like that they're giving her like i, I think it's like a cheetah pr- or is it a uh it looks army like fatigue print like yeah it looks like camo, camo camo um and i think it looks like something she might have worn in the earlier seasons but like with her new sort of spin on it with her new um style spin on it which i really like um but we barely get her in this episode obviously because it hinges on her not being there so (laughs) we get her very briefly in the front of the um school but then we also get manny i don't think that i'd be able to capture them in the same frame but they are there uh no i don't i wouldn't be because ashley leaves and then manny walks up because ashley has left and then craig is checking that ashley left (laughs) But I also like Manny's outfit um, at the front steps in that entire day, the green top. And I I just love a varsity moment. Um, I love sports inspired 
fashion, even though I am not like a super sporty person myself. So yeah, I got uh, a those shot are my first with, two. I got a shot of her with Emma because I like both of their first outfits. Mm-mm. Yes, I like Emma. That was my next one. Yep, Emma's first outfit too is really cute. I like the layering in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, the layering strong in this cute. one. The tank top is cute. Yeah, that is exactly. I like when those. What I was gonna say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, did you have uh another one, Bianca? That was like the one I wrote down. Emma's like first okay. outfit with the blue headband. I said it was like Does- peak Y two K. Yes. Does anybody else think that Emma's makeover is not that bootylicious? <laughs> so I, I yes. I like do not think it is like it's kind of hiding maybe, her booty. This well, I just mean like like not something she would have to explain to Scott the Spike. The skirt is maybe a little oh. bit shorter than that white skirt that she wears no. in Coming of Age. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. Like oh, you're saying like it's not risque, that bad, right? Which is fine. She's yeah. a child, but like I don't know. I don't feel like if my Manny kid shit walked out crazy. of the house wearing Manny's shit was insane. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was like, I agree "What are with you that. doing?" I, and they were like, "I'm going to a party. I wouldn't be like not dressed like that." Right. 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 Um, I actually really only like Emma's party outfit with that jean jacket that she wears when she's walking home. Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that that makes it a really cute outfit. Yeah. Whereas I it's not we... like it's ugly before, but I just don't like it as much. It's as too like it, matchy it, matchy. Like, it ties even though it the together. colors are different, they're like the exact same like tone of their own color. And the fabric yeah and the and fabric, the fabric is very like shiny too. too yeah yeah no she needs the jacket right like i was like i i notice her a bit more when she has the jacket on i'm like oh mm-hmm. okay it, it it pulls together the outfit um i don't like manny's party outfit no party, i don't the either and the rave i don't like it um I think it's giving like the pirate pirates of Penzance with like all of the fabric mm-hmm. on her top. The like bell there's just too much fabric. And the fact that the bell sleeves are like yellow. Mm-hmm. I would rather them it's, not be it, bell sleeves at all, but if the bells were pink, it would be slightly better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. And then the song does not match the pink that she's wearing. Right. And it also looks like way more uncomfortable than the blue one. Like it looks higher. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost near, like maybe two or three inches below her belly button. I'm like, it shouldn't be that high. In the more in the back. Like in the back, it's way higher than the front. Um, And it's just not giving what it gave in the the iconic. Uh, blue bedazzled uh, moment and like obviously I think that she feels very comfortable in this outfit because the way she dances with Craig but I more think that it's Craig coming and and showing her attention that gives her that sort of like confidence that makes the clothes look better um because before that she doesn't look that comfortable not really He he dances with her and she's doing all the work, um, but he lets right. her 
grind on him. Um, so I suppose for her, that's mission accomplished. But yeah, no, I I think that was yeah. Uh, oh, and their ending outfits, their the final outfits of mm-hmm. um, Manny and uh, Emma. I think that they're both pretty noteworthy, but obviously just for the iconic lines that they say in those outfits. Um, (laughs) I like both of those outfits better than the party outfits that they uh, both wore. So, Mm. but But very strong duo outfits. Yeah. Like the, I feel like we don't typically get like two characters who are supposed to be dressing the best of what they've got in their wardrobe because like it's usually focusing on one character that's a girl and another character and that's a girl in another episode but like both Manny and Emma are getting screen time here mm-hmm. so they're both kind of pulling out their best outfits and it's uh it's going to make for good shots with both of them in the frame but um other than that nobody else is really coming to play here so yeah yeah well Paige is missing so Paige is missing in action and we're always when we miss our style queen we truly our fashion corner is just a little bit dimmer so yep and Um, and ellie's not even there to be like wearing weird sad sad clown outfits so like (laughs) or looking like fucking (laughs) you ain't no chris said curious george yeah because I was calling her Long Jack Silver. <laughs> He's like, she struts up in there looking like motherfucking Curious George. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know that what? Episode. On point. On fucking point. But yeah, no. We we don't have that much going on. Um, just Manny and Emma. And, and one mention of Ash. That's it. Um, but yeah, I think we're good to go fire some shots now. Pew! 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 pew, 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 pew. Shots fired. I think it's gonna. I, I'm excited about the shots fired. There's a couple. There's episodes. some good ones. I like didn't even write them all down because I figured there's gonna be so much overlap. I think we just yeah. round robin them. Like you read your first. Bianca reads yeah, her first. I read mine. Yeah, and whoever if we um get to if the you point lose where one, you lose one. Are, are losing one right um so who started first and i think i started first because i announced the yeah, fashion category so yeah um okay so chris i have him in the classroom saying <laughs> uh regarding julius caesar well unlike my man slim shady over there i actually read it <laughs> yes that was that was one of mine so funny gosh um, um bianca you want to go next the major one i had was i don't want to be friends with the school slap yes nice. that shit was crazy. um i had armstrong calling spinner's test appalling oh yeah i, I was gonna like, say yeah great as your test some results were disappointing because the tests <laughs> yes. on jimmy's desk some were appalling <laughs> <laughs> on John Spinner's and then puts the last one on Marco's and it's like and some were impressive were quite impressive (laughs) like damn Armstrong this is why we don't read grades out loud in American schools that shit is like like you didn't and he didn't even read it out loud without being like yeah bitch study you study too you study too you're fine you did great (laughs) right I have arms I had Armstrong on there too um, I have uh, Craig saying 
there's not uh, when Manny says that she misses him. Craig's oh, yeah. saying there's not really much to miss, Manny. We only hooked up once. Damn. <sighs> I have um this like is not a less bit, to miss, bitch. This is a little bit controversial, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna give mm-hmm. it as a shot's fired from Spinner's butt, um, because of yeah. the jalapeno <laughs> spray cheese. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But the fact that that's such a thing is like in production is really disappointing to like all humanoids who who greenlit that oh my gosh um uh bianca just so you had that was your main one did you have any other ones or can we keep firing them damn you guys are doing some good ones keep going (laughs) okay (laughs) uh so jimmy uh to spinner regarding marco sleeping uh the marco sleeping arrangements so, uh, he says, you two are sharing a room, lover boy. <laughs> um, I have no talking about the environment. The environment is not <laughs> sexy. Yes, it is not Do not sexy. talk Do not about talk. it. <laughs> yes, I love the way she says it, too. <laughs> like, she's been waiting to say that for so long, too. <laughs> like, they've just longer been sitting than on Manny some shit in this episode. Longer than Emma's been waiting to call her a slut. <laughs> right no actually she's like i've been really waiting to tell you that the environment is not sexy and you do not need to talk about as much as talk about it um (laughs) so i have in response to this is for marco in response to spinner asking what marco was looking at in the porno uh marco says the drapes spin the drapes (laughs) and then jimmy says he was looking at the dudes you idiot my last one is your hair it's so last year buddy your shoes they never Mm -hmm. match anything and they smell and to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. you're not even that cute (laughs) like go off go your hair whack your shoe game whack your shoes (laughs) the way that you do (laughs) the way that you don't even dress whack no the way he Um, don't even like to smile whack me I'm tight as fuck. I'm tight as fuck. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. My uh last one, because I think Bianca summed it up with the ending one, but my last one is Jimmy saying, um, seriously, what you need is some sleep because it's obvious you're not getting enough oxygen yeah. to your brain. <laughs> um, because he, Jimmy says that to Spinner when they're heading to bed and because some, uh, Spinner doesn't want to sleep with Marco <laughs> like, yo, Jim, oh my gosh this is a good one for shots are you attracted to every girl you see if she's hot yeah well you're not no <laughs> no we didn't get that one that's a good one he's like no well you're yeah twice he has to tell him twice in both like zinger fashion like you are not i do not like you you smell (laughs) you smell (laughs) oh fucking marco i love you so much (laughs) that is a triple five soul right like update your wardrobe i really only have one shining star and it's jimmy it's fucking Jimmy Brooks. Fuck me. Like, yeah, right. Like Jimmy's kind of coming out on top here. Yeah, no, Jimmy. Um, he really does have to do some fucking dirty leg work 
in just trying to make Spinner not so much of a douchebag. Mm. So yeah, he's definitely a shining star. Um, well, and like, there's really fucking... nobody else to be a shining star. <laughs> how fucking I'm sorry. cool as a little baby gay to like be able to sit with your friend and talk about like what attracts you to somebody when your friend is attracted to women yeah. and you are not. And Sp- Jimmy that wasn't was creeped out, you know? He was cool. He seemed yeah. interested yeah. enough and like, yeah, what is it you go for, Marco? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I'm giving the shining star, I'm sorry, Manny Sanchez. She promised <laughs> she wanted it, went for it. Was it bad? I don't agree with how she went about it, but, uh, she was definitely running Craig for a minute. She was running his ass. I wish yeah. I could. I love Manny, but she's one of my super I think just that, because this trajectory yeah. is so depressing. <laughs> personally, yeah, I think she's on kind of like a self-destructive bender, but mm-hmm. I do personally not dig her already drafting an instruction manual for other girls on how to fucking mm-hmm. kidnap dudes from their right. girlfriends like it's a hundred percent his choice if he wants to cheat with you but to be like wait till he's emotionally vulnerable and then swoop in and and try to like get in there like so it's it's his weird. problem not your and then it's her problem not your problem you're not the wrong like that mm-hmm. i just is gross because it's like it's different to have an honest crush on a guy and then really be crushing on him for a long time. And then maybe like not to be so calculated about it. That's kind of what rubbed me the wrong way is for her to be like, yeah, wait, like it, it, you know, wait till he does this and then you'll go do that. Like, it's like, Manny, if you don't like what happened for like doing those fucking steps, do you want to talk about what happened as a result of you doing these things? Right. Nothing good. Some dick. Yep, that right. that's it. <laughs> Not the result you wanted. So that I'm just like, please don't tell your best friend to do that dumbass, nutty ass shit. Mm-mm. So yeah, it's like she bummed me the fuck out. I don't and Emma bummed me the fuck out too. Like Emma's Emma annoyed the shit out of me this whole episode. Um right. because it really does go back to this girl held you down. She was your friend and saved your life multiple times. Mm. Like you would literally be a hood ornament. In Yellow Knife right now, if it was not for that girl. Right. And I just think that she never got enough respect in their relationship. Mm. And I mean, I do respect her for clapping back and taking her, res- like, taking a little bit of her dignity back. But I also don't appreciate her, like, casually, ruthlessly shitting on people's relationships in this small environment. Um, where are like for some reason already a bunch of bullshit happens like we don't need a manual Manny Santos's manual out here for kidnapping boyfriends <laughs> like right. we don't need it doing that. <laughs> Manny oh Santos gosh. walked so Ariana Grande could run <laughs> but yeah like I don't really think there's anybody else around to Spinner. be like a shining star Oh well, yeah. yeah Spinner's a bummer. Spinner's Marco, a I mean, bummer. yeah, Mar- I'm gonna get. I'll put Marco on there because he clapped back for himself, and he's never, yeah. he's never being. Me- he's not mean throughout the episode. He's really just living his life, going with the punches, and like 
trying to just be with his friends. Like, I I think he was doing his best. And I love that for him that he was finally able to like give Spinner uh, like his ass on a platter basically after (laughs) enduring all of the homophobic bullshit that Spinner's been throwing at him. So good for Marco. Good for him. Yeah. I like that. He's a shining star. He really is. But yeah, then. We just got a question to ask, y'all. Did it go there? Does it go there? I feel like it did go there. Just the fact that Manny would bring a boy back to Emma's parents' house is crazy. Imagine if they had a... Imagine if her parents had seen her and Craig in that bed instead. Right? Yeah. Well, and we've got a major friend breakup. We've got mm. we've got slut being thrown around. Yep. We've got school slut. Kind of we've got somebody being dubbed bit. as a school slut. You yep. know, it right? doesn't go there <laughs> as hard as some of the other ones, but it goes there. I think it goes there. Yeah, it's definitely not like chilling. Weird, it's not a chilling episode. No, this is the second episode that Craig cheats. Second, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They <sighs> might have been. Yeah, we're keeping a, a Craig cheating tally. One. It's a little. <laughs> Um, it's a little kind of blurred because Because Ashley's like, give me another chance at the end. Right, but like they don't I don't know that they break up, but she's just really upset that he told Spinner. I don't think that they actually say they're broken up. I think it's just a fight. Right. No, and it is just a fight. Craig but assumes I think... they're going to break up because of this fight. Yeah. And they just haven't yet. But it's still like you're still haven't been released from the coils of your relationship, okay? It's the he still cheat on a break. Yeah. He didn't even like Ashley. Craig is so casual about everybody. Um, no, I unless think Craig he hates likes you, Ashley, and, then and I think Craig and Ashley make way more sense than Craig and Manny. Really. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Craig I think they like were better off as friends. I think relationship wise they didn't have as much in common. I think as friends they had that whole uh, you know smart shit in common or whatever they were talking about, but he wasn't <laughs> he, he know he wanted to be in a relationship with a fun bitch, a sexual bitch, someone more on his sex bitch. like level in that way. Ashley and him did not mesh in that relationship way. I mean, I think they could have gotten there, though. The fact that Ashley was not ready to have sex right when he was doesn't mean that, Mm -hmm. like, she wasn't close to ready. You know, she was in love with him, and he couldn't say it. And so, like, why would you want to give your virginity to somebody that, like, doesn't feel the same way that you do? I think, you know, because she was ready to have sex until he told Spinner about it. As soon as he wrote that fucking song, they she was like, oh, okay, you do love me. Do you Not think really. they would have I mean, actually had sex, though? I don't he, know for uh, sure. We'll never know. He hadn't said anything. Yeah, right. Had he not said anything... Do we really think they would have? I'm had glad sex? they didn't because Ashley was not emotionally ready. She let that man destroy her, and they didn't even have mm-hmm. sex. I think I'm just like Ashley and him didn't need to be together. This was a relationship that should have that didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that I have just such a problem with 
Craig and Manny's relationship because I never saw it as something that was like positive for Manny. She mm. was always hiding. And I never really understood, like, yes, sex is hot. When you want someone and it's illicit, illicit sneak around sex can be hot. But, like, I just never really understood that. Mm. Like, I've never really snuck around with anybody before. So it's, like, not, I don't like sneaking. I'm not a sneaky person. If 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 we're going to do some shit, let's just do it. Why are we hiding? Right. And if there's a reason why we're hiding, I don't want to be involved. But, like, mm. even as an adolescent, I felt that way. Like, I just had no time for it. But, um... I don't know. I've never really liked Craig with anybody that they really depict him in within the show. I think that everybody he's with, he shits on in a way that I feel like he never could have really cared about you. Yeah. Um, like, this dude got issues. I still think him and Terry should have been a thing. Or even him and Paige. Yeah. I think I I wouldn't have minded him and Paige. Um, I would have preferred him with someone who wasn't so like maybe I don't know if Terry could have handled that. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know if Terry, Terry could have handled handle that. that. No, because like as because <sighs> no, the psychological aspects there. Because I would say that Craig is to a degree an abuser, not all the time, but the way he is with Manny is abusive. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard enough to realize that you're in an abusive relationship when the abuse is physical. When it's more psychological, Terry never would have stood a chance. She wouldn't have been put in a coma, but she'd have been put into a deep depression. That would have been yeah, like I think he would have fucked her unfaithful up. and wishy-washy and mm-hmm. you know yeah no that would have been bad that but it's be- like we always say on this show I know that the consensus has been that we just ship Craig with therapy um, <laughs> team therapy and I'm gonna team therapy because like dude you need help like you need you need therapy you need to kind of figure and i just don't ever think he properly got it after albert manning's mm. fucking reign of terror on that boy's life mm. and without proper intervention <sighs> joey joey uh, without proper intervention there's literally a very good chance that you're just gonna shit all over people because you have very tenuous emotional attachment capabilities yeah right um you are shakily attached you you got one three four toes out of the door every two so like it just doesn't it never added up to me that craig could have like a really good like i feel sorry for that young woman that he's with in degrassi takes um hollywood yeah i feel so (laughs) sorry for her i feel so and she seems so fucking nice Ah. like but you got no like you see the broken shell of which was Ellie Nash. You see <laughs> her. You see how broken this woman is. She's partially broken because of her mama and her daddy. But she's also partially broken because of Craig fucking Manning. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> yeah, no. But she, like, really, like, she goes through it. Ellie really does go through it. And she didn't even date this man. I know. <laughs> But like, and then Craig can turn around after all that and be like, I don't even know you. We never even dated. Yeah. <laughs> I 
can say, and like she has no recourse. What recourse does she have? And she and he torpedoed her life on multiple occasions. He did. So ship that bitch with some f- intense therapy twice a week. Thrice a week. <laughs> Trauma digging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. But yeah, I think that pretty much <laughs> just like envelops my feelings on this man and all of his future relations so just like we know i i announced it in this episode blanket statement therapy that's all i really that's my excitement for him right is therapy mm. intense therapy in his future thanks for listening to your mom's podcast next week we're talking never gonna give you up which is the beginning of the end for our precious tear bear. This episode of Your Mom's Podcast was made possible in part by Five Alarm Jalapeno Spray Cheese, DJ Jacob Sharp, and support from listeners like you. If you'd like to further support our show, you can find us on TikTok and Facebook as Your Mom's Podcast. We also have a Facebook group of the same name. And you can find us on Instagram at YMPadcast. Your Mom's Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscriptions and reviews are another great free way to support us. However, if you're interested in supporting us in not free ways, we have a lot of great bonus content on our Patreon and some great merch at our shop, which can be found at your-moms-podcast-shop.fourthwall.com. And remember, that's podcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you. And now we would like to take a moment to thank our Patreon subscribers. Octavia Faith, June Bard, Margot Mancini, and Brianna Bradshaw. And a special thanks to our Titty Snake producer, Alika Fenderson. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ew, I hate how I said thank you. Thank you.